Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. I'm going to be at the 57th chapter. The 57th chapter. Uh, Luke 9. 9th chapter, I'm sorry. 57th verse. And it says, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, him being Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Anybody remember saying that to the Lord? <laughs> uh, Jesus is so wise. He didn't try to deter him. He wanted to let him know what the stakes were. He, Jesus replied, he said, foxes have dens, birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his hand. He said, look, are you, you, be careful what you're asking for. Because you're asking to live a life, leave a life of convenience. You know, things look shiny until you touch them. <laughs> until you got to take care of them. He said to another man, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go bury my father. You know how people start making excuses. You know, people say, we're going to plan this trip. You, 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 you bought the hotel. You put the deposit in your name. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But, but when it comes to week of, well, you know, uh, I got to take my cat to the, to the salon. and Right? He said, Lord, let me first go bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own. He said, I'm life. You need to follow me. Dad can't do nothing for you. Let the dead bury the dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you. Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus in his wisdom replied, no one puts who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. want to use as a thought. It's not the obvious things that you see. But I want to talk about when my moment comes. Somebody say, when my moment comes. The reason I extracted this from this particular scripture, because these people, they don't have the 2020 vision to be able to look back and see the greatness that they were in the, in the, in the presence of. But those people that failed to walk, to follow Jesus, even after he said, look, this, this looks exciting, but this is a world of pain and sacrifice and no comfort. And people made excuses not to follow Jesus. In essence, they missed their moment. And I have the benefit of being middle-aged now. And I can look back over last 
couple decades and I can see where I missed moments. Divine moments, natural moments, emotional moments. And I also look back and see where I took advantage of some moments. Because how many know that we are favored by the Lord? And when you are favored, that means that you are in line to have open access opportunities and doors. But if we come looking for it a one way, if it has to come through the filter of our convenience and how we like it, if it's got to be blue with pink polka dots and, 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 and vertical stripes, and if it's got to be this tall and this wide and this long, we will miss our moment looking for God and miss God at the same time. And so as we are wrapping up this series about can I speak to the manager, we're going to talk about managing moments. Because it does no good to have the favor of God and to miss the moment to exercise his favor. I know you're the head and not the head, not the tail. I know you're above only and not beneath. I know you're seated with God beside Jesus in, in heavenly places. I know all of that. But if you don't take advantage of your moment and see the devil is banking on, he can just run out the clock on you. That if he keeps you emotional, if he keeps you in fear, if he keeps you thinking about what people are going to say, he knows that there are so many times, so many revolutions where you're going to have windows to exercise and to reach that place of destiny. And, and what the devil do? He will, he will, the, the devil plays dirty pool, y'all. He will keep, he will have you sh chasing shiny objects all of your life, keep you emotional, and then when you at the at the sunset of your of your career or, or career or your life, he will condemn you and kick you while you on the ground and say look you should have done this you should have done better by your children you should have done better by your husband you should have did more for the kingdom of God the devil does not play fair but he knows I can't stop you but if I can get you to stop yourself and so today we're going to talk about managing the moment you may be seated tell somebody beside you I'm going to manage my moment I wonder if we could can we put the creed up the creed up. The, can I speak to the manager creed? Can we put that up? Can we read that together like we've been reading every week? Ready, want to, ready, read. I am the manager of my life. This life was entrusted to me to give God glory and to bless all that I come in contact with. I cannot control what happens to me, but I can control how I respond and manage what happens in my life. Tell somebody, I am the manager. You can't control what happens, but you can control your response to it. And so, I just want to talk a little bit about four examples of how people manage moments. How many know moments don't always come the same way? And see, that's the thing. We, we always think we're going to have God figured out. God, you're going to come like this, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna wait to the last minute, God, and then you're going to show up like this, and then we're disappointed because our expectation, our hope is in a direction because, and God passed by us, he passed behind us, and we, we were looking this direction. But we're going to talk about uh, uh, four, four different ways to make sure we maximize and we take advantage by managing our moments. The first one is uh, a boy named David. Somebody say David. We know he became king. We know how the story ends. But David would not have reached the pinnacle of where he wanted to be had he not taken advantage of the moments. In the book of Samuel, it talks about uh, 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 David's father sent David 
to the front line to serve his brothers. You have to understand that this was after, somebody say after, this was after David had already been anointed king. He was anointed king. Uh, the, the prophet Samuel came to his house. The oil flowed over his head. He was anointed king, yet and still, he was still on the backside of the mountain tended to, tended to his father's sheep. You would think if he was already in line to be king, his dad would say, look, if you're going to be king, see, back then, kings were not just people that just sat on the place of royalty. They were people that were, that were really the leaders of the army. And so you would think that his dad would put him on the front line so he can learn the accruements and, and, all, and all the protocols of being a soldier in the army. But no, he sent and said, no, with your kingly self, son, I want you to go back there and do exactly what you were doing before you got anointed. If we can learn that, that as anointed as you are, it's not until your moment comes that you can walk in your anointing. That was worth the whole trip. He could have said, Daddy, you know, I'm anointed to be king one day. I need to be doing stuff so I can, so I can uh, learn how to, how to walk like a king and talk like a king. No, he was obedient to his father with his anointed kingly self. And he was out there shoveling sheep done. Picking fleas out of the out of the wool. David did a whole lot of bad, but if we can learn about the things that he just did instinctively. But consequently, his dad said, look, your brothers who I count more worthy than you, they're out there fighting on the front line, and I need you to go bring them something to eat. I need you to serve with your anointing. I know you, I know you are a spiritual wonder. I know you are the one that God called to the nations of the earth, but can you serve? You're going to fill up stadiums one day. People are going to be healed when you wave your hand. I, 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 I'm excited for you, but can you serve? Can you do the little thing to people who your father preferred over you? See, it's a heart thing, y'all. It's a heart thing. Can you serve with gladness? The word God said, he, he, the, the, the cheerful giver is the one that's going to be blessed. Can you serve somebody who they picked in the office to get promoted over you when you know that you know you were the one next in line and deserved it? Oh. I'm talking about managing our moment because here's, here's what happened. David ended up going out to the front line, serving his brothers, and he saw Goliath mocking the families and the children of God. He saw them mocking the people of God. He said, what's going on here? That's, a, that's Goliath, the king, of, the champion of the Philistines, and he's, 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 a, um, he's daring anybody to come and fight him. And brother, he said, wait a minute. Why are we scared of him? God is on our side. Why are you feeling, let me tell you, the loudest in the room is not always the strongest. And many times, the loudest in the room is the weakest because they're trying to get you to get your attention over here to hide where they are inadequate over here. The loudest barking dog is not the one with the most fight in it. But David said, wait a minute, what's going to be the prize for whoever kills this joker? They said, you're going to get to marry the king's daughter. Oh, David said, oh, yeah. See, that, that's, that's kind of... What, what he did, opportunity. Somebody say opportunity. A moment found David. David was not looking for a moment. And I want to speak to anybody in here that... It, it, that has God made promises to anybody in this room? 
I need you to be looking for your moment because there is a special gift and anointing to recognize the moment. And when it's your moment, many of us are looking, to, we already have a pre-written script of how God is going to do it. And God said, you are never going to figure me out. You are never going to figure. So David had a moment presented to him to be advanced, to be promoted in the kingdom while he was serving other people who could care less about him. In fact, in the scripture right here, he asked about him, and, his, and one of his brothers said, man, what, won't you just go give us this lunch and go back and, and serve those sheep? Can you still serve? Can you still be diligent? Can you still be faithful when people are even mocking what you are doing? That moment didn't just appear out of thin air. It appeared because he was obedient, and he came with a right heart. Y'all know there is a difference between doing it and doing it with the right heart. He wasn't looking for a moment, but a moment found him. And my challenge to somebody in this room, you may be challenged with some adverse situations, but you got to remember there is promise inside of me. There is promise inside of me, and when God is ready to open the door for me, I will find it. You'll know when it's your moment because it has your DNA attached to it. You know it's your moment because there won't be any strain. There won't even be struggle with it. It'll just be there. There is an old uh, Asian proverb that says that, that when, when the student is ready, the teacher will show up. I would submit to you that when your heart is ready, the moment will show up. So my challenge to you today is to do a heart check. I know you're doing it, but how are you doing it? I know you're doing it, but why are you doing it? I know you're doing it, but are you expecting something from doing it? Are you looking for something in return or are you doing it because it's in my heart to do it? And David ended up finding his moment. I want you to write this down. God provides doors, but we have to walk through them. It was David's boldness to say, wait a minute, that's not right. Y'all scared of him? Give, it, give me the opportunity. I will fight for it. God opened the door, but if David would say, well, no, I'm just here. You know, I'm just here as a lowly servant. And he was in depression. He would have missed his moment. I'm not, this, I'm not saying be lustful for a moment, but somebody say be aware. God will show up in ways that you don't expect. Well, you've been saying, Pastor Tony, how am I going to know that? You're going to know that by having your ear to his mouth. I was talking to somebody the other week saying, how do, how do I know? How do I know when it's God and the difference between my God and my emotions and, 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 and what I think? Because y'all know we, we, we can believe something so hard that it almost sounds like God. We can want something so bad. It's a thin line between what we want and what God wants for us. And I told the person, I said, the more you spend time with God, I said, it's just like you are with your wife or your girlfriend or, or whoever it is. The more, the, more, the more you spend time with a person, you know their ways. You know how they talk. 
I could be blindfolded in a room of 300 women and could hear my wife's voice. Because we've talked. We spent time together ever since we were 18 years old. I know her. The word of God says, my sheep know my voice. How much have you been hanging around this shepherd? My sheep know my voice and a stranger or a strange voice or a strange opinion or a strange direction, they will not follow. So my encouragement to you, spend time with God. You know, it's hard, I don't have time. You make time for what you want. You make time for what you find value in. Am I telling truth today? What I'm saying, you're going to have to walk closely to the master. He may not say something, but he may drop something that looks like him. Oh, God, that's you right there. I can't explain it, but God, that's you. You know why? Because I know your ways. I just talked to you this morning. I just spent time with you last night. You gave me direction. And so I know the DNA of what you would do and how you are moving and the next direction for my life. We're expecting God to give us all the directions. We trust our GPS sometimes more than we trust God. We trust that they ain't going to say, make a left turn at the next thing. And we, and we trust it. But, 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 but we say, God, do you really mean that? I don't know. We got a plan B. You have to trust God only. God has to be your only source and your only option. There cannot be an option B. It is God and it is God only. Could it be that God hasn't opened the door of a moment because you don't fully trust me? If I open the door, you would doubt it was, you would doubt if it was me. Somebody say, don't miss your moment. Number two is in 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. This is where the uh, prophet Elisha came to a woman's house. A widow woman. She said, look, uh, uh, we're in dire straits. I need some help. They're about, they about to take my two children and make them slaves. Elijah 4, I mean, 2 Kings 4 and 2 says, And Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Look at the direction, y'all. Then he said, Go outside. Somebody say, Go outside. Borrow vessels from all your neighbors empty vessels and do not borrow a few the next thing is not only do you have to recognize your moment but you have to prepare for your moment tell somebody tell them prepare I know God spoke to you and made you a wonder I said you're going to be a wonder I don't doubt any of that that God is going to bless you, God is going to promote you, God is going to use you like he's never used you before. But what have you done to prepare for it? Later on in this chapter, after she went and got all the jars, she closed the door with her sons and all began to flow. Somebody say, all began to flow. 
But all would not have begun to flow if she hadn't done the preparation of gathering the empty jars. What am I saying? We can have all the promises in it. We can have profit come in and oil us down like 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 a uh, like a kid like a pig at the fair. We, we he can pray and prophesy over us. We can write everything down. But what have you done to prepare for where God has promised He's gonna take you? God's promises are for prepared people. This may not be a sight today, y'all. But what I am saying is, what is it that God got? You don't need another word. You don't need another prophecy. You don't need another word of knowledge. What you need to do is prepare for what he's already told you. And that's why the word of God says that where there are prophecies, they will cease. That means that where there are prophecies, they won't come to pass because people haven't done what they're supposed to do in order to usher and to be a midwife to birth that word that God spoke into the earth. I want you to write this down. What do I need to prepare? What are my jars I need to go and get? What is the capacity? I don't know what it is. God may say, I'm going to make you a, I'm going to make you a multi-million dollar businessman or businesswoman. That's great. But have you been studying how to manage that money? Have you called somebody who's already doing it in the industry and say, hey, will you mentor me? Somebody say, Prepare. We can't just sit sit on dock of the base swinging our legs. Ooh, God's going to do it. What are you doing to prepare? Now, this don't sound very spiritual, but but whatever is loose in earth is loose in heaven. Whatever is bound on earth is bound in meaning that when we do it on earth, it releases God to do and release things in heaven. It's managing your moment. Was in dire need, but the moment would not have presented itself had she not been obedient and went and got jars. Somebody say, Prepare. Write this down. You don't believe in what you won't prepare for. You say it, you say it with your mouth. But you don't believe it if you're not willing to prepare for it. Remember, every time, every time me and my wife were, ha- were having children, we got the room ready. Put, put the bumper guards on, 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 the, on the crib and bought new onesies. And by the, by the time the last child, we, didn't get, we told people to you know, buy, buy pampers in certain sizes. We had a whole bunch of newborn ones. But they, went, they grew through that quick. Then we had a whole bunch of newborn. We had to get some of the three to six months and, and all that stuff. Somebody say prepare. When, you know, when you're expecting, you prepare. That's what they call somebody who's pregnant. I'm expecting. Somebody touch yourself and say, I'm expecting. Therefore, I will prepare. How many of you expecting God to, to, to produce the promise that he, that he spoke in your heart? That if you are expecting, you should be preparing. Oh, God. Preparation may look like you going back to school. Preparation may be you may have to, you may have to uh, invest in yourself. We are good for wanting other people to invest in us, but we don't want to invest in ourselves. Somebody say prepare. 
If you want the oil to flow, it does not flow until you have jars of preparation. Somebody say, I won't miss my moment. Mark the fifth chapter, very familiar passage of scripture. 25th verse, it says, there was a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians, meaning she was taken advantage of and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but grew worse. Look at this, y'all. When she heard, somebody say heard, of Jesus, came in and pressed behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of blood was dried up. And, and, and she felt in her body that she was healed from that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about him and said, who touched me? The third way we have to manage our moments is sometimes people of God. You're going to be put in a situation. You're going to recognize it. It may not present itself to you in a manner of convenience, but you got to seize it. You got to seize the moment. You got to understand in the scripture, Jesus was on his way to a, to, to a, a, a ruler's house to, to see about somebody's daughter. Jesus wasn't coming to her, but Jesus was on his way. Somebody say, on his way. Sometimes God presents a specific times and spaces and windows. And if we are timid, and if we are, well, I don't know what they're going to say about me. I don't know. It's, it's, it's against protocol. God said, you better get it while I am passing by. You have to recognize and you have to discern the times and seasons and say, God, I feel you in the atmosphere, and that is for me. She sees the moment. And look at this, y'all. Not only did she seize the moment, but, but, but uh, uh, she, she did it while breaking the rules. See, back in those days, anytime any woman had any flow of blood, she, she, she was required to be, to be, uh, to be outside, of, uh, outside of, the, uh, of, of the camp and outside of the village uh, because of Mosaic law. But she, and, if, and if she was caught in that state, she could have been stoned and killed. But she made up in her mind, I'm dying anyway. I might as well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die trying. I'm going to die reaching. I'm going to die trying to take. But I heard that Jesus was passing by and I may not have this moment again you gotta be you gotta be locked loaded and ready that God I wake up God this may be the moment Today may be the moment, God. So, let, so let, let, my, let my discernment be sharp. Let my ears be tuned. Let my eyes be fine-tuned to what you're doing, God. I'm not talking about going around, walking around, looking all tight and spooky. But what I'm saying in your spirit, God, I am so in tune with your ways and your methods that it, it, while I'm at the break room, that may be a, mo that may be a moment that pass by and the CEO may pass by. And that may, that may be your window of favor. But if you're worrying about what people are going to say, if you're worrying about breaking all the rules and what they're going to say, that woman broke the law and risked her life to save her life. Are you willing to risk? Yeah. 
what you have to get what you need. everything but I heard that this man named Jesus can heal me so I've tried everything else I might as well seize this moment and you got to understand Jesus was going through a, a, a throng a, a multitude of people people were touching him but it was something different about her touch he had the church no, nobody else's touch drew virtue out of Jesus Many people are calling on him. Many people are claiming him. But not everybody's drawing virtue out of him. I don't want you to have an attitude that I'm tired of going in and out. I'm tired of getting my hopes up and they being dashed. The next time I know it's you, God. The next time I know it's you, God. I don't care who I got to step over. I don't care who got to crawl under. I don't care who I got to walk around. I don't care what conversation I got to interrupt. Excuse me, I don't mean to be rude. But my name is such and such. And, 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 and God has given me this. And God told me to come and talk to you. And, 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 and I'm telling you, I don't care who you got to interrupt. I don't care who you got to disrupt. You will be crazy and foolish to let your moment pass you by. Somebody say manage your moments. You got to seize your moment. Last thing I'm going to share with you come out of the, comes out of the book of Judges. Anybody being blessed by this? Yeah. Book of Judges, the 16th chapter. It's, a book, it's in the book of Judges of which Samson was one of the judges. You have to understand that in in this, this time in the life of Israel, they were not ruled by kings. They ended up asking for a king. They ended up being to their demise. But they were ruled by a council of judges. Therefore, we have the book of Judges. And Samson was one of those judges. He was of the Nazarite, which meant they did not cut their hair. But he was one of the judges. He didn't sit up on the throne. He went out and he was whipping people up. He took, he took the jawbone of a donkey and slew a whole army. He was strong. I would submit to you, he wasn't built, built, like, built like an Adonis. The miracle of it is he was probably a little puny guy with strength. That's the miracle of it. But Samson laid his head in the lap of a woman called Delilah. She was sent by the Philistines to beguile him to stroke his ego. So you're such a man of war. Why don't you just lay, lay down and just rest? And she eventually asked, let him, uh, uh, how is it that you're so strong? You know how the devil will lull you to sleep? To get you to miss your moment. And this, and this normally happens, and this is for people that have had some success. Because Samson was successful. But it's one thing to get it, it's another thing to keep it. And this is for my people that you already have a corner office. You already are living the dream. The devil would like nothing more than to see you fall. 
He would like nothing more than to mock you and mock God at the same time. This is for my people who are, who, who are doing the thing. You got the degree. You got the job. You're looking good. You got, you got the family that looks like a postcard. The devil looks like nothing more than to lull you to sleep and to take your strength from you. And so consequently, he told Delilah, they don't realize it, but my strength is in my hair. I haven't cut it since I was born. And he fell asleep. And she cut it while he was sleeping. And she said, well, hold up, the Philistines are coming here. He said, okay, let's go, let's go. This ain't nothing about it. I'm here to handle business. He was so bad, he could wake up out of his sleep and just tear whole armies up. But he touched himself and his hair was gone. He shook himself. And he realized, oh my God, I've missed my moment. They took him prisoner. They gouged his eyes out. And at this last scene right here, Judges the 16th chapter, the 27th verse, they put him on display at a banquet. All the Philistine heads of state and all, all the bourgeoisie of, 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 the, of the country was there in attendance. It said, now the temple was crowded with men and women. All of the rulers of, of the Philistines were there. And on the roof, there were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. They tied him up. They said, look how strong he was, y'all. But they chained him up. And they had him walking around in a circle tied to a post like he was an ox. You see how the devil will make mockery of you after he lures you away? He said, then Samson prayed to the Lord. Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more. And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines from my two eyes. Then Samson reached towards the two central pillars on which the temple stood. Bracing himself against him, them, his right hand on one and his left hand on another. And then he said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus, he killed more on that day when he died than when he ever lived. Everybody standing. The last point I want to make to you as, well, as I'm about to close is not only do you have to recognize your moment, somebody say recognize. Not only do you have to prepare for your moment, somebody say prepare. Not only do you have to seize the moment, somebody say seize it. This last thing is for people who have been living with the regret that you squandered moments, that you wasted moments. Can I see the hand of anybody that's wasted moments? You can look back and say, you know what? Man, I let those people influence me. I got hooked up with the wrong people, went to the wrong city, and you're beating yourself up 
because you've missed moments. This is the last person I'm going to minister to today. God is going to allow you to recapture the moment. For those who have missed it. And if we be honest, we've all missed something. All have fallen and come short. We've all missed a part. But I heard the Lord saying that I'm bringing about a revolution. So you got to understand what a revolution is. A revolution is I'm bringing it around again. Somebody turn your hand like that. That's why we say God's going to turn it around. God's going God's to cause a revolution. That you may have missed that window. You may have missed that opportunity. But just like Samson, God gave him an opportunity one last time to be the warrior for God's kingdom. And let me tell you, there are many in this room that your moment is attached to God's purpose. And so God said, you may have missed it, but because your heart has turned back to me, and now you see the error of your ways, I'm going to bring about a revolution. I'm going to give you one more time. I'm going to give you one more again. I'm going to give you one more time. Because see, you know how to handle it now. You know what it's like to miss moments. You know what it's like to have looked back and God say, I see your heart of repentance. I see your heart of sorrow. And I am bringing it back around again. And this time, you will not miss it. This time. Somebody say, I'm going to get it this time. Somebody hold, hold hands with somebody. In the name of Jesus, you're going to get it this time. You're going to get it this time. You're going to get it this time. I'm going to recognize it when it comes. I'm going to recognize it when it comes. I'm going to prepare for when it comes. I'm going to seize it when it comes. Why? Because he's bringing it back around again. He's bringing it back around again. See, you have to understand, just like with, with, with aeronautics and with space travel, there are only certain windows of entry before the space shuttle or any rocket can, go, can come into the atmosphere. If it comes too early or it comes too late. If it comes too early or it comes too late, it'll get burned up in the atmosphere. But you gotta get in the right window. You gotta come in at the right angle. You gotta come the right way at the right time. And coming at the right way at the right time. God said you're going to have entry into what I promised you. And I'm telling you, God people, you may have missed your moment. You have missed, you may miss your time. You may feel like I've got too many gray hairs in my head. I've, I've experienced too many clothes on. But God sent me by here to tell you today that I am sending a revolution. I am turning things around for you. I am turning things around. I am shifting. I am the one that set it up one and take it down in another. I am the one that has the heart of the king in my hand and when your heart and when your mind and when your spirit and when your will is in alignment with my will God said I will turn things around and you will see your door open and you will know that it's your moment you will know that it's your moment you will know that it's your moment come on begin to pray for your neighbor right now whatever stage they're in 
whatever stage they're in. Come on, come on, let them, let them hear you pray. Let them hear you pray. Almost missed a moment, God. Some of you thought it was over. Some of you thought it was over. Some of you already made alternate plans. God said, get away. Throw up, throw away. Tear up those alternate plans. I still have purpose for you. If I was done with you, I'd take you. There is time for a revolution. God said there is time for revolution. There is time for revolution. There is time for revolution. God said, I'm bringing it around again. I'm bringing it around again. I'm bringing it around again. God said, I'm bringing it around again. God said, I'm bringing it around again. Oh, yeah, 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 God. Yeah, God, yeah, God. Lord, let me be ready when you bring it around again, God. Let my focus be sharp when you bring it around again, God. Let my ears be tuned in when you bring it around again, God, because you're up to something. Lord, you give it. I, I hear God said, I'm giving a revolution in marriages. I'm giving a revolution in marriages. You may have disappointed each other. You may have, you may have let each other down. But I'm telling you today that God has given you another chance to get it right. God has given you another chance to kill the giant. God has given you another chance to make his name great. It's not over till God says it's over. It's not over till God says it's over. Live again. Breathe again. Dream again. God said I'm not through with you. If you just seize the moment, if you seize the moment, God said, I know the enemy from the beginning. I am Alpha and I am Omega. I am the order of steps. And you will accomplish everything that I told you to do. But you've got to see some moment. Somebody cry out to the Lord in this place. Come on, somebody open your mouth. We receive our moment. God, we get ready for the moment. Come on, let that hand go and begin in the church and say, God, I'm ready for my moment. I'm ready for my moment. I won't waste a moment, God. I won't waste a moment. I'm going to seize it. I'm looking out for it. I'm preparing for it. I'm going to seize it. I will do what God promised to me. I will accomplish what God put to my hands. Here it comes. Here it comes with healing. Here it comes with joy. Here it comes with strength. God said, I need you to take a step. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about how I'm going to do it. Just know that I will do it. Just know that I will do it. Do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. And I will do what only I can do. Do what only you can do. And I, the Lord God, will do what only I can do. Somebody give God a praise in this house. Come and open your mouth if you receive the word of the Lord. Then God, I'm expecting, so I'm preparing. I'm expecting, so I'm preparing. Come on, somebody give them praise in this room. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Sweeping in the room. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your hands. God, we receive. you have for us. Glory today. 
Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.